I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome back to another episode of Old School, where fire service tradition lives. I love that subhead. <laughs> I'm Rick Lassie, along with my good buddy, uh, John Salka. Um, uh, you know, John, um, I, I think we talked about this particular topic uh, uh, a, a while ago, um, but not, I think we covered it, as, I think, as good as we should have. You know what I'm saying? And that is, you and I both talk about the go-to guys, you know, these go-to guys are gals. We, you know, we, we're always like, we call everybody guys. Right, right. guys right. So get over it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the men and women out there that, that make for a successful fire department, that make for a successful company, make for a successful shift or whatever. But yeah, I wrote about them in, in Pride and Ownership. You and I wrote about them in Five Alarm Leadership. Um, the go-to guys, the making of, um, you know, let's talk about that because I think, I think we, we, I think we missed driving home the point a little bit more on how you can impact your fire department, how you can impact your volunteer, your career department, your shift, your group, your company, by simply becoming one of them. One of those, one of the go-to guys, you know, you, you've heard me for years, you know, Curtis Burke, you know, Curtis Burke, uh, Curtis, the chief of training down in Pearland, uh, Texas, uh, was up next to us in, in uh, uh, Lake Cities for, for a long time as, as fire chief, was up in Illinois, taught us FDIC forever, took over my end of the program. Um, we we're doing a safety and survival program. I love Curtis. I met Curtis and Darian Woodridge as a firefighter. Hard, 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 hard-ass working firefighter. Great guy. Great guy. Instructor. And, and, and one of the reasons, you know, I, I talk about being a go-to guy because that, that was just him. No complaints. No, no complaints. Whatever the assignment, whatever the job, whatever it was, he just jumped all over it and he went to work. And he didn't do it for the applause. He, he wasn't one of these guys, like we talk about some of these fire chiefs that have nine-foot red arms, right, because they keep patting themselves in the back. He he just was always – when you had something to get done, you turn, you look, and you said Kurt – and you, you didn't say Curtis. You said Kurt, and he goes, I'm all over it, boss. That's yeah. how – he already knew. Or, or it's done already. Oh, yeah. right. Right. I did it this morning. I, I take a look at it. Right. And, and you've heard us talk about Lisa Reed. You know, Lisa from – from you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, from Vaughn, Canada, right next to Toronto – we, I, I say it's a class. We have an instructor's meeting, you and I, what, 26 of us all together? Yep. You, know, you and I, all our instructors, we have an instructor's meeting and we come out and get with our groups and go, okay, guys, all right, this is what we got to do, what we got to do. And she would go, she will Rick, chief, it, it's it's done. It's done already. I'm like, Lisa, um, can you please just let me finish my own sentences for a while? Just let me finish my sentences. I want to be, I want to feel smart for the day. I, I want to participate <laughs> in this operation in some way, shape, or form. That's right. And, and you know what it was? It's because people like Lisa, people like Curtis, and some of the people we're going to talk, uh, you know, you're going to mention a couple of minutes here, the go-to guys that have been in, in our career, they're always about 10 minutes ahead of us. Yep. They're always about 10 minutes 
or I, as I say, 10 steps ahead of us because they're into the job. They're into the job. They're into it. They have the right attitude. And, and you know, we talk about the go-to guys, the ones you can, you can go to with any project and they'll jump on it. By any project, anybody will jump on the, uh, the fun project. Oh, let's go do this. We're going to do it with the Hearst Hall. John, you and I've talked about this. Has there been a time where you, you've got a kind of a crappy project that needs to get done and you go, you look at your aide and you go, so who's on, who's on shift next workday? Uh, that'd be uh, it'd be platoon. Oh, jeez, God, really? I tell you what, let's wait one more day until right. season because, you know, the B, all they're going to do is bitch about it when these guys don't. Oh, oh, let me use the example of, of Willie Tracy. Anybody who's listened to me or, or you and I oh, are God, all yeah. talking about the fire service, certainly in our old school. I, I wanted to meet Willie Tracy like you wanted to meet Bill Allen, my lieutenant. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, I've, and, I've mentioned, and I've mentioned Willie Tracy's name a thousand times, only because he, he was such a, a great component, such a great partner in the fire service, in the fire department, in, in the company, in 48 Engine when I was there. He was such a great guy, such a contributor, and, and a go-to guy, right? And it was just like, like uh, so here's a perfect example of, of what you just brought up. So sometimes the fun job, sometimes a good guy. And, and, and it could even be, hey, we're going to try and do a new hose hole. Let, let's try packing a hose a little bit different. You know, maybe in South Loma Grove or somewhere where I had that ability to do that, right? Yeah. Um, that'd be a fun thing. But some of the things are not fun, like you just said. For example, we'll come back from an operation in the Bronx with 48 engines. And may, maybe we'll use the foam. And maybe the foam really didn't work well at all. And, and maybe the inductor wasn't working well. Maybe it wasn't drawing the foam out of the can. We, you know, we had the, the so, inductor to get stuck with the five gallon maybe. can, right? And, and so, so now it was two o'clock in the morning when we get back. It wasn't at noon, but at two in the morning. And we get back, and I'm thinking to myself, we'll take a look at that in the morning. What's the chances of having another foam operation tonight, right? Willie, just put on the put on the workbench. We'll, we'll, you working tomorrow? Yeah, me too. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it in the morning. Okay, cat. I come down at three o'clock for a run, and Willie's in the rigor anyway because he didn't go upstairs. Because he was at the workbench, taking apart the foam adductor, looking at the nozzle, trying to figure out if something was clogged, if something needed to be cleaned. He had the whole thing wire brush cleaned. He already had something soaking in gasoline. He was already taking something else apart. I'm saying to myself, there was not even anybody else around. Everybody else went bing, 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 up the stairs, boom, back to bed, shut the lights out, 2 o'clock in the morning. Willie stayed downstairs on the apparatus floor at the workbench with the lights on, working on something for no recognition, for no extra pay, for no overtime, for no acknowledgement. Nobody even knew he was there except that we got another run. That's a perfect example of the measurement of a go-to guy. Yeah, a guy that yeah. guy that'll do something completely invisible, completely unknown by everybody else. He might even put it back on the rig and say, like, if I asked him again, oh, Cap, don't worry about it. I took care of it the other night. Yeah, I took simple. care of it three work days ago. And, and he might <laughs> and he might just say, Yeah, there was just a little clog. It's back on the rig. And that's all he'll say. There was just a little clog. It's back on the rig. He'd say five words. He wouldn't say, Oh, when you went to bed, I stayed at the workbench for half an hour. He wouldn't even get into it. You know what I'm saying? So that in and of itself is a is sort of a description of one of the features, one of the one of the great things about the go-to guy or the go-to girl, and the, you know, the firefighter that's really helpful to you is is that they're not there for reward. They're not there for overtime. They're not there for recognition. They're there because they love being there and they love doing the job, even if it's one of the sloppy jobs, even if it was one of the ones that you couldn't get somebody else to do, you know? Well, and, and, and exactly. That was Curtis and all the guys, Gary Apple. For you, we talked about Gary. I you remember, know Gary. Yeah. You, I always joke about Gary. Gary went up to the Bronx to ride out with you when he became a chief safe for a while. He, you know, he's retired. He just retired as captain now. Gary came back. Went up there all Louisville and came back all all New York. He came back. <laughs> I think his mustache even got bigger. Shorts, shirt hanging out, glasses on his nose, running the fire, taking care of things for for Jerry Wells as BC. But 
But same thing, you know, the guys that the go-to guys, you can always spot, you can always spot their rig. Two ladder trucks or two engines parked next to each other. And you look at the one, you go, I, I know, I know who's rigged. I don't even have to look at numbers. I know who's rigged because it's it's spotless. Everything is done on it. Everything's ready to go. You don't see them slamming compartment at the compartment at the compartment trying to find. They know exactly where the tools are. They get off the rig dress, ready to do battle, you know, and, and, and then you go back to the firehouse and they're jumping all over projects. They're taking care of things. Um, you know, now you let me ask you this. You wear me out about Tim Clay. I, lo I love Tim. I love Tim. Uh, just retired a lieutenant on 88 engine. Just retired. Rocks. The son of a gun just retired. <laughs> Not only did he retire, he sold his damn house. Packed up his truck and 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 he left and he's gone. He went to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> well, but Tim, Tim, I mean, we've talked about him. It's he's he's in our leadership book. He's he was one of your many, I will say, many go-to guys. Why? Why? Why was Lieutenant Tim Clett, even before Lieutenant? But why was Lieutenant Tim Clett an 88 engine and John Salk a go-to guy? Right. Well, number one, he was he was one of my officers, and, and you know, as a battalion chief, I would. That's obviously who your focus is on. I've said that a million times to guys that were about to become, recently became, or were even for a while, battalion chiefs. I always said, pay attention to your company officers. Those are the people you need to supervise. Not the firefighters, not anybody else. You pay attention to your company officers, and, and, and the world will be good. The world will be right. So I paid attention to Tim Clay. Obviously, I, I was a captain of an engine. I was a lieutenant of a squad, which, which is an engine. I used to pay attention to engine work. Now, I'm not saying I didn't know anything about trucks. You know, and, and, and there's all those, you know, those, those jokes in that competition. between. Yeah, we don't have trucks. to go there. We don't right. have to go there. We don't have to go there. <laughs> but, but my point is, Tim Clegg was an 88 engine, not my own quarters where I had 45 engine. And I love those officers too, boy, were they great. But but Tim was not only a, a, a great engine officer, but he was a friend too. Now, sometimes that gets in the way. In the, in the case of Tim, it never did get in my way because he wasn't in my quarters. It wasn't like he got any special treatment. And if he did, and, I, and there was a pause there deliberately, if Tim Klett got any special treatment, it was because he was a great company officer in a great company. And he knew his job and he never failed. And I knew he never would. And some of the special, let me interrupt, some of the special treatment, can you tell the stories, wasn't as much, oh, he got something special in the firehouse. We're talking at a fire scene. Extra work. When you turn around and look and there's three companies in the street and you need somebody right now to get a line to the third floor. Without a question. I dove right back to him. I skip over the two in front of him. And they'd be looking at me like, what about us? And I'd be like, just hold on a second. Tim, come up here. You know? And, and there was always a couple of reasons. You've heard me tell that story. Yeah. Around, and I but, but the point is, I knew what I had. When I saw Tim Clutch standing somewhere, I knew what I had and I knew what I could get done. And he was... He was a superb, and I am not blowing smoke here. He was a superb company officer. He was a superb, I didn't say company officer. He was a superb engine officer, and he was a superb engine firefighter in 69 engine in the heyday. And that was 69, a busy. Well, was one of the busiest, one of the top-notch places. And it wasn't only nozzle handling and hose pulling. No, it was firehouse etiquette. It was, it was, it was a work ethic ethics it was all those important things the priorities loving the job you know knowing what your responsibility was expectations being fulfilled he learned all that stuff in one of the toughest places in the job that was a tough place highly demanding place you don't you don't ever fall short in 69 and 28 and and i never worked there a day not a day not a shift in my life that i ever worked there but tim told me stories about the, the way things were handled in that firehouse <clears throat> excuse me the way things were run by the senior firefighters and the company officers, the way he was broken in, and and a whole generation of firefighters has come through that place. Some have 
Some have, you know, been appointed and stayed and matured and retired from there. But lots of them, you know, went on to study and go into other places. Like Tim went to 88 Engine, carried some of that stuff to 88 Engine, which was already a great place, had its own beautiful, fantastic reputation. But so get back to Tim for a minute. He gets special treatment because he was a guy I know I could turn to in a tough time and short notice to say, Tim, did you hear that radio message? Get that job done for me, please. And off he would go. And that was the last I had to say to him. I didn't have to check up on him. I didn't have to get a privacy report from him. I knew the job was going to get done. And I, I had, I didn't have lesser company officers working for me, but I met other company officers from other battalions that I would run in with that I didn't know that well, that I wasn't quite sure of their, their, their abilities. You know, I knew they were able, but I didn't know how able. And I would have to keep a, a closer eye on them. It was great to be in a fire where I could just, I could just dispatch him to go do something. And, and never think about it again for a couple of minutes until I got something else in place. And then he'd give me a report. 8, 8, to, 8, 8 to 1, I, uh, you know, five, maybe body fires like that, we'll wash it down now, Chief. 10-4, you don't need a second line of can You can redirect them somewhere else. 10-4, thank you, Tim. And, and I could send, you know, 45 engine or, or, or 46 engines somewhere else instead of going up there to give them a hand. So, like I said, and, and the point you made is so valid. And the special treatment that he got was he got more work. He got more responsibility in fires than, than maybe. Yeah, not an ice cream cone. He right. Got, he got right. More, not a day off. No, no. Exactly. And then and carry that back to, like I said, you can spot the rig. How many times have you told me about their firehouse? No. 8838. Is a hundred throughout the job, well over a hundred years old because I remember the hundred thousand. It, it looks better I was than the eighteen battalion. It looks 100. better than some brand new freaking. Yes, it does. And you're talking about a place that has the the chiseled floors for the horses, so they could get a grip with their horseshoes on the floor. It had the the white tile ceramic tile walls. It had the tin ceilings on the apparatus floor. The brass poles, the gigantic. Talk about the chiseled floors, floor. real quick. Yeah, you know, you you look where the tires would run on a, on a conventional new apparatus, so with, or the, with a big, the, the, the wooden spoke wheels, metal yeah. wheels on, on, the, on the old wagons would run, were very small, maybe three by three or two by two, uh, pressed in, you know, into the concrete, so that the, both the horses and the, and the wagon would get better traction going in and out of the door there. People look at it there thinking for the rubber tires. Of course, now the rubber tires roll over the same area that, that the horses used to stand on. But, uh, but 88 and 38 have been known forever as one of the most elite, clean, sharp, well-trained, well-maintained apparatus, tools, equipment, everything. Almost an impossible place to get into as a company officer. You know, you had to really have juice and weight and know somebody to get in there. I'm telling you, I never saw a light bulb with a burnt-out light on it or a burnt-out bulb ever, 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 not once. There were guys there who took it personally, would practically drive in off-duty to replace light bulbs and stuff like that, the, the senior chauffeurs that were there over the years. The firehouse itself is immaculate, cleaner than some guys' homes. You know, it's just an absolute beautiful place. And, and, and I got to tell you, I feel bad ranting and raving about it because my other two firehouses, and I, and I had three in the 18th Battalion, were maybe not as well known historically as that place is for its beautiful firehouse and how well it's maintained. But again, two other squared away places. The, the three Bronx firehouses in the 18th Battalion, I really do believe, were, were the three best firehouses in the Bronx. You know, other people would disagree, and, and as they should. Everybody should think that right, their firehouse right. is the best. But I would send my boys or my, my, any one of my kids that got on a job to any one of those firehouses tomorrow without a second thought, without a second thought, and know that they were going to be taken care well, of and trained and, and well, versed and become good. Why, why are those three fire? You know where I'm going with this. Right. Why are those three firehouses that good? Who, who sets the tone? In those firehouses for right. that to be for firefighters to be successful. Right. Those, those, those go-to firefighters are the people generally that stay. 
You got uh, Willie Tracy is a perfect example. He stayed in 48 engine for a long time. Eventually, he made lieutenant after 9-11. I don't recall how long Willie worked as a lieutenant for a couple of years, but it wasn't very long. But he spent most of his career. I, I don't want to give false information, but 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 I think he might have done his whole 20, you know, in 48 engine as a young firefighter, and then he matured and then became a senior firefighter. Then then he was on the, then he had got the seat, as we call it. He got the seat. He was a regular uh, chauffeur on his regular tours. And eventually he made a lieutenant. I think it was after I left. Um, but the point is, some of the guys that make firehouses great in the city of New York, and I know it's true in other places other than the FDNY, is the folks that come and stay. The folks that come and become part of the firehouse, they almost become, it's almost like, like you know, in the military, you have officers, right? Then, right. You, then you have the non-commissioned officers, right? You have like the sergeants and stuff like that. That's almost what these people are. The, these chauffeurs and these senior firefighters, it's like a whole core of junior officers who keep the firefighters and the firehouse in working order and in great condition. When new lieutenants and new captains come in, and I don't really mean they break them in, but they certainly do clue them in on how things are done. Hey, Cap, just to let you know, I know you're a new captain here. Welcome, blah, 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 blah. You worked a couple of shifts. And here's one thing that we found very successful around a firehouse. Here's what we do at 48. Here's, here's how we do the ride list. Here's how we do this. Here's how we do that. And, you know, some captains embrace all of that. Some captains say, great, you guys are doing success. Let's, let's stick with the program. Some captains come in and change a few things. And, you know, there's always a little resistance to stuff like that. But the point is these go-to guys, whether they're firefighters, whether they're lieutenants. I think I started to tell you the story before. When I was in the 1A Battalion, I had a couple of guys that were firefighters, senior guys in both the engine and the truck, but more of the truck than the engine, only because just the way it worked out. The, the, the chief's car and the truck were on the same side of the firehouse, like, like one building. And the engine was almost, wasn't almost, it was a separate firehouse that was connected to the newer truck firehouse right next door. Right. So anyway, I ended up banging into and dealing with truck guys more on the apparatus floor because that's where my car was and that's where their truck was. But uh, Todd, Todd was one of the great guys in the truck. I, I just loved him, whether he was making a meal, whether they were inside building something, whether they were cleaning up for an annual inspection. Todd was just a great guy. And I could go to Todd for anything. Todd, what's up, Chief? What's up? Well, he'd show up at the office, you know, with, with a question or a suggestion or a problem, and it would get taken care of. I would tell Todd, what's going on? Why, why is it? Why is this thing hanging off this truck? Well, what happened on that last run? He'll say, I'll check it out. I'll talk to you later. So here's a chief going down, not to captain, not to lieutenant, but down to firefighter and talking to a guy one-on-one -on -one about something going on in the firehouse because I knew he was the man. I knew he was the guy that would be able to find that out for me or be able to fill me in on what's going on, or, or let me know how it but, is, maybe I can help it. And don't you feel, you know, I, I mentioned Curtis Burton, Lisa Reed, and, and Gary Apple. I'll talk about Brian Purcell, one of my absolute favorite firefighters. You've heard me talk about Brian, the owner, uh, he and his wife of Firehouse Movers, huge successful business because they're good people, okay? Um, as you see these guys and gals progress through their careers, throughout their careers, like the Mickey Convoys, and there were people. You, you look at them and you go, "If you could go, if you could go back in Mister Whoopi's old old uh, cartoon, if you go back in his Wayback Machine, his time machine, don't you agree that all the successful officers we see out there today, the chiefs, the lieutenants, and captains, BCs, and were all go to? I, I, th I mean, they, they're pretty much all go to firefighters. They were the ones that you went to when you needed something done. They were the right. ones that, that... Most of them showed signs of that yeah. early in their career. Yeah. And, and, and Now, that's a great point, but I want to make another point, almost contrary to that. So here's another name I'm going to mention. Um, Pete Castellano is 
uh, firefighter, 27 truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Pete, you're, Pete's you're a great guy. He's Carter, number two. Carter two. He's number two. Number two. Number two and volunteers up, up, up in South Bloomer Grove. We're on the chief. We had yeah. breakfast. Yep. We came to get the donated the donated ladder truck from South Bloomer Grove. Talk about a go-to <laughs> guy. You know what? There is no better go-to guy than Pete Castellano. And, I, and I've had great guys. I already told you about Todd. I already told you about Willie Tracy. And I go on and on. But, but Pete Castellano is one of those guys, from the moment he gets up, from the moment he gets up, he's doing something you can't stop him he's making coffee he's cleaning up for the coffee he's cleaning the tool he's putting the tool up. he's helping somebody raise something he's he's doing this he's washing his car real quick in between he's always and i know he's the same exact way in 27 truck in the Bronx. he's always doing something he never you, I, you never see him sitting down relaxing with a cup of coffee in a pie house he's always up and doing something moving something building something fixing something repairing something throwing something away taking something out of the garbage and fixing it i mean he, he's just unbelievable and I, I just imagine the kind of guy he is at the Fire House. And he is, quite to the contrary, not going to be an officer. Not interested in being an officer. He's a lieutenant. He loves being, being a firefighter. Yeah. He's not even interested in being a lieutenant. He's interested in being a firefighter. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's he's right. even thinking about, you know, you know diff- different jobs that they're out of doing the afternoon. But then he's, you know, 46 or 27 for a long time. And boy, oh boy, sometimes go-to guys are guys that have no intention of going anywhere and staying right in one place for a long time and, and retire. Some guys get appointed well, at the FDNY to a place and retire. That's John Copeland, Louisville. John, right. Cope's the one, I love him, I'm a reader. John Copeland's awesome. He's the one that came to me when I first got there, we were doing the promotion exam for driver, engineer. He goes, he came in, Chief, you got a second? Yeah. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not putting in, I'm not going to test for driver. I'm like, really? You'd be, he goes, I, you know, he was an acting driver anyway. He goes, no, he goes, I just really don't want to pursue that path. He goes, however, I will be the best. I never forget this. He's going be the best damn firefighter you ever had. And guess what? He was one of the best damn firefighters we ever had. And he had no desire. Some guys, you know, and, and, and Pete's one of those guys. Pete, yep. And, you know, he's got 18 years on the job and he knows the job. Man. And when, you know, so he come home and we were up at your firehouse mm-hmm. recently picking up the ladder truck for Wichita West from South Blooming Grove. Yep. <laughs> Did I mention that three times? Anyway. We got up there early, and uh, Bill Pap, Bill Bill Pappas, another oh, yeah. go-to guy, big daddy, big daddy. I love that guy. Oh, he's Bill, my go-to guy. Bill, I lo- I love you, brother. He's a, that is an awesome guy. But so Bill takes us for breakfast across the street from the firehouse at, the, oh, yeah. at Jay's Deli. Deli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay's a good friend of the company. Great, great. Met met those people. Awesome. We're having breakfast, and uh, er, poof, car pulls in. Boom. He just just got off duty at twenty-seven truck in the Bronx. Bing. There, there's Pete. And then he takes the crowd with all your guys. All your guys are showing up. Then we go across the street, and they're fighting over who gets to show us the ladder truck. So Pete gets like jumps over the turntable. Okay, he's working the ladder, doing everything. And I said, "Hey, if you have a chance, can you, where, where's the Windex and Tommy?" And he goes, no, "No, no, Tommy, Joey, Billy, clean those windows. Do it. Guys are all over it. Those kind of people create more go-to people. Absolutely. You know, it's contagious. All, we did a show called Be More Like Tim. Remember? Yep. Be more like Tim. We talked about Tim Clint then. Be more like Tim. Pete's that same kind. You know, he's that oh, same mold. It's like. Absolutely. Be more like. In the Pete. truck version. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I'm glad you said that because I know there are. There are no I can't go bad about the truck when Pete's around. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> but, but the guy is just, you know, I, I saw that. I'm like, this, this guy, this dude is just awesome. You got a lot of great guys. But this guy's awesome. But, but. Again, and, and we'll say this again, we're not talking about the ass kissers, apple polishers, brown nose, or sector C kissers. No. Those are phonies. They're phonies. Right, those are the They're guys that, that knock on your door to let you know, hey, Cap, I'm going to start working on the whole thing for you. You know what I'm saying? Versus the guy that just goes and does it. You know? Oh, the guy that, 
that talks all nice to you. And I, I deal with one, even in my volley firehouse that will talk all nice, all stuff. And then the moment you turn your back, he's like throwing shots, saying shit and stuff like that. Right. You don't have to worry about those guys. The go-to guys, they're loyal. They're loyal. Loyal does not mean kiss ass. Loyal. I mean, there are a lot of people that throw the word loyal around like loose chains, like friendship. They are loyal. They're loyal to the department. They're loyal to that patch on their shoulders. They're loyal to each other, right. and especially the boss. And you know what? They really don't care what you think when they're doing extra projects. They, you know what? You can say, yeah, go ahead. You, can, you know what? Yeah, go, go over there. Go, go over there, sit in the corner, fall asleep, or get on your phone and play games. I'm going to go paint the tools. I'm going to go do stuff because they have the ownership. They have the pride. It's their firehouse, their ladder, their engine, their rescue, their squad. Their, you know, yep. that, that's the Mark Venzer at my, my, my volunteer department. That guy, I told you, we call him caffeine, right? We just, there's just, what, what a waste of cocaine on that. That guy has more energy. You, you know, the waves crash out here in, in the, uh, the, the, the Minnesota ocean we're looking at. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that's Mark Venzer. They're actually jealous of the energy that that guy is just always doing something. He's always painting, fixing, doing whatever. You know, we, another guy, Jeff Dillard. He's another guy there. I, I adore Jeff Dillard. It's just a cool dude. He is just laid back. Hard work. He's an electrician, but you know what? His, his experience level. You know, it's the guys you want the younger firefighters, right, to hook on to. Yeah, just go. You'll know, grab a hold. Just grab a hold of their pant leg and hang on, yeah. because just hang with them is going to make you better. And you know what's great? Most of them, when you get there, it's not like I brought any go-to guys with me. It's not like I created any go-to guys. Most of the place I arrived at, I was like, I I discovered right away. Wow, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Not that there aren't new guys. Not that there aren't guys that eventually evolve into the next newer go-to guy, but there were already guys there and they're not there to please you. They're there because they're the, they're one of the senior guys in 48 engine or 56 truck or, or, or 27 truck. And they're there because they love the job and they love the firehouse. And that's, and you come and you go. I went, I went to 48 engine. I was a captain for four or five years. Big, I was gone. There was a new captain there. Luckily I went to the 18th battalion and there was a new captain, new captain, new captain. I think there were three or four more captains in the time that, that I was in the 18th battalion of, of 48 engine. I don't see too many of them, but the reunions and stuff like that. Some of them came and left and, and went on to some of the staff chief now. But you oh. were you were in the 18th battalion for right. So I was still for a long time. For, for a really long time. 16th and the you know, 16 years in a battalion and, and four or five, almost 20 years altogether, counting the 48 engine uh, time. But my point is the go-to guys are not there to please necessarily you. They're there to please the captain. And when you leave, they treat the next captain just well, like you. And I'll I'll take that a, a step in a little bit different direction. Yeah, they're there. To, to please you and to do, not kiss your head, but to please you. I think, John, the most, the most of the go-to people I know are there to please themselves. There's something they need to, you know what? The only way they're happy is when they're taking care of stuff. The only way yep. they're happy is yep. when they're fixing things. The only way they're happy is when they stand back with their arms full and go, yeah, I did that. I did, yep. you know, I, I think some of it, you know, you're right. It's why the pleaser are all like me. I want to... God, I, I just, I, I never want to disappoint Bill Allen, my Lieutenant Bill Allen. I got to, I get nauseous thinking about even saying that I would disappoint him. But, but I think a lot of the go-to guys and gals out there, I, seriously, are more right. worried about it's a, discipline. It's a personality trait. We, we, we talk about pride, right? The definition of pride. I, I put it in my pride ownership class. Pride is a personal commitment. There is no such thing as proud teams. There are proud individuals that make up excellent teams. Pride is a personal commitment. It's what separates excellence from mediocrity. And here's the most important part. It's not about being better than someone else or them. It's about you being better than where you're at. The bar, like, like you being better than you are yesterday. Yeah, the right. bar, you, we talk about we're raising the bar. We, you know, 
Well, you're not raising a bar for other people. You're raising the bar for yourself. Like these guys and gals here in Minnesota. What a great group. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You know, We're in Minnesota right now. We just did the Minnesota State Fire Chiefs. You, you know, th those are the people you look at and you go, ra you're raising the bar for yourself. You go, okay, I did this. Let's hook that up a little bit. You know what? I'm aiming higher next time. Right. Because there's always going to be someone to compete with. There's always someone that's faster. You know what? You bust your ass to be the best you can be. So I think I think you're right. They are, they are definitely out there wanting to please their officers to go, look, and that, again, please don't confuse this to our listeners as kissing ass. This right. is, they want to be, they're the little golden retriever puppies that just want to be happy for you. But they, they want to please themselves. There's something inside them. They can't be lazy. They can't sit back. They can't take things for granted because it's not in their makeup. It's, it's not in chemistry. In fact, I think that would make them nauseous. They right. have to be doing good stuff. And that's why a guy like Pete really excels. Because Pete comes back from 27 truck, and I know how he is there. And I was the same way in the Volta Firehouse for a couple of days. Or or he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm working on my damn golf cart. I got a problem with it. Boom. He's up my driveway. What's going on? He got a little tool bag with it. All of a sudden, he's there working on my on my golf cart with me. All of a sudden, I, I'm having trouble with my lawnmower. All of a sudden, Bobby's all he's like, I love fixing lawnmowers. I got my little lawnmower fixing bag. He comes over. He's taking a little lawnmower, carburetor part. All of a sudden, my lawnmower's running. Like, he's just unbelievable. And I, and I read a rave about him because it's a personality feature. It's his personality that makes him want to always be doing something. And his wife said the same thing. Christine, she's like, oh, my God, I can't get him to slow down no matter what. From the time he goes and wakes up, the whole time he goes to bed, he's always doing something, you know, which is, and that's the definition of the go-to guy. That's what we're talking about here today, how beneficial they are to every officer, every firefighter, every chief. Everybody's got a couple of go-to guys that they, that they actually go to and keep their thumb on what's going on, see what's, you know, monitor conditions in a fire, maybe hear about people that need help or people that, you know, need a little assistance doing something, or, hey, can you get something done for me? Listen, somebody's coming tomorrow. i got to get that handrail fixed on the back steps of the firehouse by tomorrow. The, the commissioner's coming tomorrow to visit. Can we get that done? You got a chief. You got a cap. You got a Lou. Boom. It's done. You know, it's great. Well, and so, so we're talking to go-to guys, the making of. So the message there would be, the simple message would be fall in love with the job. You say it, you know, you guys have a say New York City to the new firefighters. Now that you get on a job, get into the get job. Get a job. Fall in love with the job. Your volunteer firehouse, your career firehouse, both or whatever. Be the guy or gal that when there's a project, especially the not so popular project, the first person your boss thinks of, they look to see if you're there or if you're coming up or whatever. Because you know what? You're dependable. You're dependable. You 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 have thoroughness, you see things through, you finish. You finish your projects. You're always doing something to make the place better, to make the company, the firehouse, to make it all better. You're not a kiss ass. You're not a brown noser. It, it's more of a personal commitment to yourself. And I guess, the, the you know, who benefits from it? The rest of the people, the officers, the rest of the guys and gals. Would, and, you, and you said it. Every successful firehouse has go-to people working it. Or go to every successful company, every successful you know, look, there's there's a lot of firefighters out there that perform just fine, do just great. They show up at their valley place for the calls. They do it. They go home. They clean up. The career guys, they show up right, John. They're on time. They do a great job. That's the 80% in the middle. They do their job and, and go home. And they're, and they're good. They're great. They're dependable. You, you wish you had a 1,000 of them. But you wish you had a million of the yep. go-to guys yep. because life gets so much easier. In fact, that nervous feeling you get in your stomach thinking – He's going to promote. She's going to promote and leave my firehouse. Oh, how am I going to replace this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, yeah. hey, there it is. Right. You know what? Easy. You know what? 
Easier said than done. You want to do it? Go out and do it. Go out and become the go-to guy. Don't make an announcement. Don't walk in. You know what? All the proofs in the pudding. Show, you know, Don't tell us. Show us. That's, that's right. right. It's in action. Show us. Be the one out there cleaning. Take care of business. Showing up early. Leaving late. Take care of things, the tools, whatever. Not just that it calls. You're, you're that go-to guy. Because go-to guys, the go-to men and women, become go-to company officers who become go-to battalion chiefs who become go-to chiefs. Yeah. If you had a kid in the fire service, who would you want him or her Riding around crawling with, into a building? Yeah, right. with, so. Hey, another great episode in old school. Absolutely. All right. We love our old school. Uh, uh, you know, again, another no script. We just come up with a topic and uh, talk about uh, the go-to. This one, talk about the go-to guys in your department, those men and women that make it all happen. John, I, I always ask you if they want to get a hold of you, best uh, option be email, right? Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com. And we ask you, in fact, all, we do three different shows. We do our hump day hangouts with fire engineering. We do our the command post fire engineering. And we do the our, our old schools. But we end, and because we're committed to it, it's not just a passing phrase, if you will, okay? Um, is, is we always ask you to please keep the men and women of our forces in your thoughts and prayers. And remember, never forgetting truly does mean that never forgetting. Thanks again. Spread the word about old school. Uh, we've got some exciting news coming up about old school in one of our future episodes. We'll fill you in later. Be safe, take care of each other, and God bless you.